Welcome to TV Tangents with your hosts, Natalie and Rebecca. Today on the program, we're talking about the beloved 80s sitcom, New Heart. It will sometimes let me skip the intro, but other times it won't let me skip oh, really? the intro. I always get to and skip the intro. And it would say it just wouldn't show up on there. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll listen to it now. So Yeah, so now it's in your head. One. It's a good one. Meow. Meow. So last week we started talking about the program New Heart, which Natalie had never seen. No. And now she's seen it and she's it's hooked as great. we all are. It is so good. We... We're talking about Michael and Stephanie and how they break up all the time. Mm-hmm. Finally, in season six, Michael asks Stephanie to be his cuter half. <laughs> and then they plan a big wedding. And they're like, it's going to be like next week. And then at the altar, they decide that they just want to be engaged forever because they yeah. love being engaged. It's their favorite thing. So then they break up after that. They break up like a million times more. And eventually in season seven... They elope. Yeah, I almost forgot about the whole big wedding thing. And then it was like, one, that's a thing where, like, Stephanie then wouldn't be have all the attention on her anymore mm-hmm. if they if that's over with. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. I think in the beginning, too, wasn't there um, – they wanted Michael – her parents wanted Michael to sign a prenup. Yes. And there was just a ton because they'd go visit that house quite a bit, which I also found funny because like Dick and Joanna would also go and visit, you mm-hmm. know, Stephanie's family and the Vanderkellens. Uh, the Vanderkellens. Um, so yeah, their their whole dynamic was so funny. And then just every time they broke up and got back together, and you just knew it wasn't going to any breakups weren't going to last. Oh, of course, they were just super because super cute and belonged together. I I felt like they were the. They were the secondary stars of the show, maybe mm-hmm. even the primary star of the show. Like, yeah. don't we tune in to see what Michael's going to say and what Stephanie's yeah. going to do? They're kind of like the um, Jack and Karen mm. in Will and Grace. That's very true. It's that like the show's true. not supposed to be about them, yeah. but it is. But it is because it's kind of like, I think we talked about this in the last episode, where Dick and Joanna have a great dynamic. Dip, Dick is funny because Bob Newhart is funny. And he has his way of delivering lines and everything. And I think there was one where he, um, they did a spoof on his uh, previous character from uh, the Bob Newhart show. And I can't, they said something about, oh, the show where there was a guy who had a stutter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Bob or Dick gets all mad about it. And he's like, it's, it's, it's just a, it's like a pause or whatever. <laughs> But he, the way he delivers lines is so funny. And we kind of talked about Joanna, same thing. But yeah, they're definitely not, they don't have a huge storyline other than they're the owners of mm-hmm. the inn. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on around. But yeah, they definitely, it's almost like Stephanie and Michael became kind yeah. of the main attraction. 
That's true. So I have some lines that I that I wrote down mm. because they cracked me up so bad. Um, Michael at one point says, Dick, I just saw my lifestyle flash before my eyes. That's what I'm going to use. Because he was, I think it was like his, he was losing his job. Oh, He yeah. lost his job That's for right. a while at this TV station. So, yeah. And a line that Dick uses on Michael that I'm going to use at work is, I'm sorry we had a chance to chat. <laughs> he was always saying stuff like that under his breath that the other characters would just walk off. Like, they yeah. didn't catch it. But it, it was that's awesome. hilarious. And Larry briefly has a love interest named Kathy. Remember, he was dating a woman named Kathy. Very briefly. I do kind of remember that. She'd been left by her fiancé, and she had, like, checked into the, the inn. Oh, yeah. And they were going to run away together. And he says to her, I know this must sound crazy, you being a tasty bag of groceries and all. <laughs> oh, Larry was so good at that too. A tasty bag. I, he was being so sincere. He's like, I'm trying so hard to be like the Larry. Larry and Daryl and Daryl had their reality mm-hmm. that they're like everybody. Everybody's life is like this, right? Yeah. Like this is everybody. And he was always so sincere. He was. So those are a couple lines. I loved the part where Michael, when he did, I th- believe, get fired, um, he wanted to be a mime. Yeah, <laughs> and amazing. he said something to the effect of, well, if everybody loves a mime. And I think it was Dick who says, everybody loves a clown. People try to run over mimes. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephanie is dating a guy who takes yes. her to a nice restaurant. And-, and he's out there being the mime. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then he runs in and starts yelling at them, and they're like, "Mimes don't talk." Exactly. It was so great. He's oh, that so was good. the best. Yeah. There's one episode which is a trope that I love in sitcoms where they all have their own dreams, mm-hmm. and Michael dreams that he's a network executive, and the dream is in fast forward because, like, that's how Michael's brain oh, works. Oh, yeah. So you, it's just a little bit fast, and everything's like all you know jittery. <laughs> And Dick is the devil in the dream. And then in Larry's dream, he's filling in for Johnny Carson. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do remember that one. There's a point where George says that when he's blue or depressed, he watches It's a Mad, 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 Mad World to cheer him up. But then he gets sad again when he thinks about all the actors who are dead. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, George, same. <gasps> exactly. Same, <laughs> exactly George, same. Also, another relatable is that Joanna is afraid of the eye doctor. Oh, yes, Remember that? yes, yes. And I'm afraid of the dentist. And yeah, I know you're I'm afraid of the eye doctor. I'm afraid of the eye doctor. I am. Indeed. Which is funny. <laughs> That's my job. Exactly. I mean, I'm not an eye doctor. Exactly. But it's okay. So my favorite episode is season seven, episode 21. It's called Murder at the Stratley. And I remembered it almost word for word from the first time I saw it 30 years ago. Mm. It's where Dick writes a mystery novel with characters from the town. Mm -hmm. And he's insisting that it's not, that it's not them. It's like, it's not, it's totally different. Everything is different. Uh. And then um, in it, like the... Joanna character, who I don't remember what he named her. He named her, like, Jana or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very obvious. She goes to, um, she gets killed. So, when this happens, Joanna has gone to visit her mother. And she got on the train to visit her mother. Mm-hmm. And then 
everyone thinks that Dick has murdered her. So they all show up at the inn and because isn't the she like go it held up or something like she was supposed to be back? Right. So he yeah. just dropped her off at the train station <laughs> and left and like in the pouring rain. Yes. And something happened where like she couldn't get into the train station. Like the train had been shut down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she had to walk back home because she couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah. And yeah, she's like, you just like pushed me out of the car and drove off, which is another <laughs> like example of how those two are always at each other. Mm-hmm. And so the lights go out and everybody's in the inn and like accusing Dick of murdering Joanna. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, fine. I did it. I killed my wife and whatever. And then she comes in and there's like lightning and everything and she's all drenched in rain and yeah. i think it's her ghost because she's like <laughs> dick loudon and at one point chester is yelling thomas hill bridge is out thomas hill bridge is out well thomas hill is the name of the guy who plays jim oh <laughs> i awesome. love that episode it was oh my so God. cute that was a good one i remember that one so what about guest stars? Do you? I know you like to list the guest stars. Usually, so what have yeah, you got for I me? Yeah, I do. Um, and you know it's so funny because sometimes when I don't look people up, then I just write down who they were on mm-hmm. some other show. But um, early, I, this must be early on because it's like the second thing I wrote that Rue Rue McClanahan played George's old girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of old girlfriends. Yes, he, had he a did. lot of romance. Yes. Um, and it doesn't help that, and then I just wrote down that Jerry Van Dyke was an interviewer. Is that when Joanna went to go get a job as like, a a, a I almost said vacation person. What's that called? Travel agent. Oh my <laughs> God. Person. Um, she was going to go get a, a job yeah. and Jerry Van Dyke was the interviewer and still very Jerry Van Dyke yeah. about Which it. Which is too. funny because Jerry Van Dyke had auditioned for the role of George. Oh, which would not have made sense. He would have been a goofy handyman. Yes, and he would have taken over a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been more physical comedy for sure. It is funny because there was an episode of Columbo apparently that had a murderer writer, and I just said it's Kurt's grandma. <laughs> so again, I write things like that down when I don't know people's <laughs> names. But Joanna's mom was played by, um, and see, now I can't think of her name in real life, even though I know it. She plays Caroline, did play Caroline Brady on Days of Our Lives. Um, But she played Joanna's mom, of course, um, and she has since passed. Dave Coulier was on. He was. He was on the season three episode Prodigal Daryl. Yes. When Daryl took his share of the money they got for writing a jingle and he moved to the big city. I love that episode. Yep. I was like, they were looking for Daryl and he was like in the. Um, he was with Dave Coulier because he had a fancy hotel room. That's right. That's right. And then is it when. Um, did Dick like, did, did he write something where he had his pen name was like Dwight Schmidlap or something like that? <laughs> See that one because all I wrote is this is something about he and so I wrote Mr. Heckles is in the pool hall when Dick is Dwight Schmidlap. (laughs) So again, because I watched this a while ago, uh, literally these are the kind of notes I write sometimes. Crazy lady that stalls Joe (laughs) on wings worked at the cafe and Larry was in love with her. See, I write weird things like that because and then I forget to go back. That's the that's Kathy. That was the lady that he was going to run away with. Yes, Um, Shelley Fabre. Was on um, from Father Knows Best. Yes, and Coach. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm just like, saying. What? I'm just going back far. Um, oh, and then I like the one where they're at the Beaver Lodge, and they 
said something about like why Michael was responsible for like a Gilligan's Island marathon. And the whole time Russell Johnson is part of the group and he's the professor from Gilligan's Island. Awesome. And he's in the episode and they're like making references to it all the time. Michael's always making TV references. I love it. George finds his only living relative. I don't know if you noticed this. His cousin, Eugene, played by Derek McGrath, who was Oswald Valentine, Sue Ellen's lingerie business partner on Dallas. And he was also a waiter in another episode. And I was like, okay, is this the guy from Dallas? Interesting. Because he's kind of like non, you know, not distinct looking. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that guy, that's the guy. That's who it is. Derek McGrath. Johnny Carson shows up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Larry, Daryl, and Daryl are telling Dick that Johnny Carson pays their their bill. bill. And I'm like, (laughs) what is is the joke here? They keep saying Johnny Carson pays their bill gas bill but what do they mean right like is is it a fake johnny it's is someone saying they're johnny carson mm-hmm. no it's actually johnny actually carson. johnny carson and he, he shows, shows up. up at the <laughs> end and and dick's like um okay yeah and of course he doesn't like dick because nobody does nobody likes dick um dick gets a new show and michael hires julie brown the comedian not yeah. the bj um as his co-host buffy denver and I thought this character was so funny when I was a kid. She's so perky and weird. Mm-hmm. And Dick makes her cry. Yes. <laughs> Love that. That was awesome. Oh, that Kathy Kinney is, is on several episodes. That she's 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 on the Drew Carey show. Who does she play? The the one with all the makeup. Mimi, yeah, is that Mimi. her name on Drew yes, Carey? So she's yes, she on w- several episodes. And she was she's a full-on cast member. Yeah, she was definitely I love her. She was she was the reason I watched the Drew Carey show because mm-hmm. she was so funny. We should watch that show. She was so funny on that show. And she was so good on this show. She was one of my favorite characters yeah. on this show. But she was only there from like 1989 to 1990. Yeah. I was going to say it was only on. And then it was like, I think Drew Carey started right after that or something. 95. Oh, was it that much longer yes. after? I thought I was looking it up and I'm like, maybe. Five Did years. you see when, um, so... Michael and Stephanie end up having a baby, of course. Yes, baby Stephanie. Little baby Stephanie. And did you see the cameo appearances that, uh, saying how they'll be wonderful parents? Yes, that was great. So at yeah. the end of that episode, they had other TV characters. Yes. Because Michael was going around with a video camera having people say how excited they were about the baby. And Dick mm-hmm. was like, I don't want to. Yeah. And then they, so at the end, they showed yeah. they actual got characters. Jessica Fletcher yes. made an appearance yes. from Murder, She Wrote, of course. And Bobby Ewing yes. makes an appearance and what says, yes. you guys will be such great parents. Yes. And I was like, oh that's my God. It, that would, that's what it was. They were like, tell us that we'll be great parents. And Dick's like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> That was really great. That was awesome. I loved it. Let's talk about the cast, shall we? Yes. So Bob Newhart plays Dick Loudon, the owner of the Stratford Inn. And he is the author of how-to books and travel books. And later he becomes the host of Vermont Today. But the real person, George Robert Newhart, was born September 5th, 1929 in Oak Park, Illinois, and if you want to hear his bio, you can listen to our episode on the Bob Newhart show uh, to find out how he rose from accountant to pop culture icon, yes. who is still to this day being on TV mm-hmm. and doing things. And yeah, yes, he's he, awesomely hilarious. He is very he's very much the same kind of guy, too. But he's just so, yeah, 
It's like, how do you, how are you a dynamic actor when you really don't change that much? And yet he is. He's just, and he's able to deliver dry lines and just be funny. And that's this, it seems like he's not a great actor, but then, like, if you see interviews with him or like if you see the outtakes from New Heart, he's a like much more animated person in real life. That's true. Than he is on the show. He's very straightforward in the show. Very true. And, grumpy he wasn't as grumpy in the beginning no but it became funny yeah so mary fran plays joanna loudon who is dick's wife and she becomes a realtor later remember she sold a house to that or she was trying to sell a house to a guy who it turns out had like a shrine to her in his house that's right (laughs) (laughs) um the character is originally from ohio um but she and dick lived in new york Mary Frances Lukey, I don't really know how to say her last name, was born February 27th, 1943 in St. Louis, Missouri. And she was 14 years younger than Bob Newhart. Because, you know, we got to have a super young wife. Yeah. Although on the show, they, like, they're, that wasn't that crazy obvious. No, they never really say, although at one point Dick says that, George is 56, Mm -hmm. and then on another episode, he says he and George are the same age. Mm -hmm. But you don't really notice what Bob's age is. I'm sorry, what Dick's age is. It's very hard to tell. Yeah. And they kind of just made it work. Yeah, it wasn't overly It was never discussed. She was a model as a child and appeared in commercials. And when she was 18, she won the title of America's Junior Miss earning a scholarship to Northwestern University. But she dropped out after a year and moved to Chicago to co-host a morning television show. There you go. And from 1974 to 79, she played Amanda Howard on Days of Our Lives. After guesting on a few other shows, she was considered for the role of Sue Ellen Ewing on Dallas. I did read that. I was like, what? That is so funny. She would have been a really good Sue Ellen. She would have been, yeah. I think. Yeah. Her last acting role was one episode on the series Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, which aired two years after her death. And she passed away in her sleep on September 23rd, 1998 from a heart attack. That's crazy. It is crazy. She's you don't. 55? She was, yeah, she was in her 50s, very hmm. young. You don't think about women having heart attacks. Yeah. And it's very sad. That is very sad. And I did not know that. I didn't. I... Until. Which is weird because I always look up everybody's ages and uh-huh. I knew their age. And then when you just said that, I didn't remember that she had passed. That's yeah, crazy. I didn't know. I didn't know until I started watching the show and I would look things up and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know that Mary mm. Fran died in 1998, which is sad. That is crazy. Then Tom Poston is George Utley, which is the handyman who I guess was bought with the inn. I don't yeah. know. Like he just came with it. He just comes with it. He was born in Columbus, Ohio on October 17th, 1921. I said 1991. (laughs) You said 21. 1921. He served as a pilot in World War II on an aircraft that dropped paratroopers for the Normandy invasion. After the war, he studied acting in New York City. He had several movie and TV roles before playing the peeper on his good friend Bob Newhart's show. The Bob Newhart Show. Yeah, like I, a friend who was always messing around. Yes, I did re- remember reading that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he was married four times. In 2001, he married Suzanne Plachette. I, I remember reading that, too. Who played Bob's wife, Emily. In the New Heart Show. In the first show. series. Bob New Heart Show. And he passed away in 2007 at 85. And then Suzanne Plachette passed away nine months after that. Hmm. That's sad. Super sad. She was younger than him. Like, ten years younger than him. Hmm. Hmm. Um, who is your favorite character, by the way? We didn't discuss that yet. We didn't. You know what's so funny is like since we discussed this in the beginning of the first episode that we talked about this is that I really like Joanna probably because I <laughs> am Joanna and I'm like <laughs> the keeper of the inn. Um, so you agree that in this scenario you're the Joanna and I'm the Joanna. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I like that she I just like her because again I feel like she she does a lot with very little. She doesn't get a lot of different things. I mean she definitely gets some storylines but she kind of, like, keeps everybody under control. She's the one, like, you know, Stephanie goes to her for advice, even though they're not really. And then I think at one point, Joanna's like, well, are we friends? Can't we go out? And she's just kind of like, oh, you're yeah. old or whatever. And Because, you know, Stephanie being Stephanie. But It's so funny how Stephanie puts her down so mm-hmm. much, puts down her sweaters, mm-hmm. puts down her hair. I'm like, excuse me. She's a freaking model. Yeah. What I was going to say, she's about? gorgeous. So, yeah. And it her is sweaters funny. are great. Very 80s. Although, again, I don't know where she keeps them all. That's true. Again, they have these really giant rooms for being hotel rooms. <laughs> Remember oh, well. how we used to put shoulder pads in our sweaters mm-hmm. in the 80s? Like, you would yes. just have, like, a drawer with your socks and your shoulder pads, mm-hmm. and then you'd, like, pin them into your sweaters. Yeah, and then they started making them with Velcro, so you could just oh, Velcro them in. Oh, those were great. It was yeah. great. So Julia Duffy plays Stephanie Vanderkellen, who we said is Leslie's cousin. Mm-hmm. And Julia Margaret Hines was born in Minneapolis in 1951 and had three older sisters. And she started acting in local productions as a child. She graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in 1972. Early in her career, she appeared on soap operas like One Life to Live. Did know that. And in 1982, she appeared in one episode of Cheers after having been considered for the role of Diane Chambers. Hmm. Which would have been different. But it would have been more like her designing women character. Yeah. Than her. Because you, like, I always think of her as Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But then when I see her in other roles where she's not doing the Stephanie voice, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's right. She's just a regular person. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I forgot until I started watching it and her being on there. I forgot how prominent she was on designing women there for a little while. And I was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch that. So that. She has two children. At least one of them she carried in her belly on the set of Newhart mm-hmm. and hid behind pillows and boxes yep. because they weren't ready for I started to see to it be... and I was like, oh, I got to look it up. I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> pregnant. And I'm like, yep, I'm right. But why didn't they just have Michael and Stephanie get together and then be like, oh, look. You it's know? like that always happens when the writers aren't ready. Right. But like they could have been because at that point they had already been engaged once. Right. And then the second time she's actually pregnant, they do write it in, except yeah. it's like off timing, except they kind of sped it up. And That's right. Then they. Because they went on their honeymoon. Yeah. And, come and it back was, and she's very pregnant. And it was the break of the seasons, too. Yes. And it was like, because I'm pretty sure at that point in real life, she gave birth in like when they would have started to have to film for the new season. And so then it was like they came back. But then it was like she had a fake pregnancy. or so I, I remember that whole thing. I was like, okay, she was pregnant in real life. Now what's going on here? Like what's happening? And then yeah. 
they just went with it. So it was like, okay. It I that always makes me think of like you have to go do you go to your, you know, producer's office and be like, Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Or like, does your agent tell them or how does it because I know, you know, there was a point where I had to go and tell my boss, and mm-hmm. hey, this is not a joke. I'm actually <laughs> pregnant. And so we're gonna have some issues, but yeah. yeah. But when they have to write it into something, then yeah, you kind of have to. I'm sure there's a whole negotiation part. There's right. probably some legal parts for that. If I know, they are, right? especially like, if they're an actor or an actor. Well, I guess actress. Yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. So Peter Scolari plays Michael Harris, who is the neurotic producer of Vermont Today, and he started doing voice acting for animation at the age of 13. Peter Scolari did while he was still in high school and he acted in plays at his high school in Scarsdale in 1979 he moved to Los Angeles and starred in a failed pilot called The Further Adventures of Wally Brown and then he finally had his moment when he starred with Tom Hanks in the sitcom Bosom Buddies back if for you young kids back when Tom Hanks was not just a household name he was just a guy who was in funny movies and sitcoms and Splash. But we're not talking about Tom Hanks. So Bosom Buddies ran until 1982, and then two years later, he was added to the cast of Newhart. And he passed away from leukemia in 2021, which was probably not sudden for people around him because he had leukemia, but... It took me by surprise, and it yeah. was very sad. I know. I hate that when I'm watching shows, and then all of a sudden I'm like, this person's young. Let me look up what they're doing now. And then you're like, oh. And then we're like George, and we're all sad. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> William Sanderson played Larry, who was the woodsman <laughs> who lived with his brothers. He was born in Nashville, and most recently he's been on shows like True Blood and Deadwood. Oh. Neither of which I've watched. No. Um, his brother Daryl, with the dark hair, was played by Tony Pappenfuss, and his other brother Daryl was played by John Volstad. And you'll love to hear this because I know you love this. The three brothers, quote unquote, are still close friends to this day. Oh, yay! Yes, they take over the Minuteman Cafe following Kirk's departure, and the two Daryls never speak. The whole point until the very last episode, which is hilarious. Um, Jennifer Holmes played Leslie Vanderkellen, who is an heiress and is at Dartmouth College. I'm not really sure why she's working as a maid. I don't remember. I think she wanted to, like, be a normal person. Yeah. Because she was a good person. She was a good person. She was, like, the opposite of Stephanie. Yeah. Polar opposites. And Steve Campman plays Kirk Devane, who's a pathological liar, <laughs> which is so funny. But he was too mean. Before Newhart, Stephen Campman was a writer on WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh. Stephanie's mom, Marion Vanderkellen, is played by Priscilla Morrill. And you may remember she played Edie Grant in five episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Because every time I watch her come on the screen, I'm like, what is she from? Mm -hmm. She's very distinct. She has a very distinct voice. Yes. She was also Mother Isabel on Santa Barbara. And she was Mrs. Ritzendo on four episodes of Coach. Yes. I was trying to think. I'm like, there's something else we watched that she was in. Yep. She's all over the place. A lot of these actors are in a lot of things. 
I love that when they bring people, especially that I feel like sometimes like parents that are kind of like recurring roles that happen once every, you know, couple times a season. Mm-hmm. They always bring in somebody like that was from famous from other sitcoms. That always makes me happy when they do that. One guest star we forgot to mention oh. that we will get to in the final episode is Lisa Kudrow. Ah, and you can barely see her because, you know, old TV set. Mm-hmm. But she plays Daryl's wife in the finale, his wife, Seda. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Yes. And she looks kind of like her character in Romy and Michelle's in that episode. Remember in Romy oh, and Michelle's? yeah. When they flash back to when they're in high school. Oh. She's got like kind of a still... Madonna thing mm-hmm. going on. That's what she looks like in the final episode. Interesting. Um, okay, so here are the shows you missed on Monday, May 21st, 1990, because you couldn't tear yourself away from the Newhart finale. Mm. The last half of MacGyver. Okay. Night of a Thousand, sorry, Night of a Hundred Stars. Mm. I read that as Night of a Thousand Stars, and then I was like, no, that's only a hundred stars. Why are there only a hundred? Does that sound not right to you? I don't even remember what that show was. <laughs> Me neither. Anyway, um, and 21 Jump Street. Oh, and that night, CBS had a crazy lineup of season finales. And you can check out our Patreon mm. over at patreon.com slash TV Tangents, where we will post the ad that appeared in TV Guide oh. for May 21st, 1990. Nice. We had finales of Major Dad, Murphy Brown, mm. and Designing Women. Oh, Just wow. Just the season finales. And then it says, the last new heart ever, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is what it's called. So in the last episode, Japanese investors, namely actor Getty Watanabe from 16 Candles and UHF, mm-hmm. um, they want to buy the town to build a golf resort. Mm-hmm. And they're going to give everybody a million dollars for their home. But Dick and Joanna refuse to sell. Yes, I don't know why. They like even George. They love sells. their life. But and what does like... George sell? He doesn't own anything. Okay, so that's what makes me wonder. Now that we're talking about that, was yeah, was his little spot separate? Now no, I don't. You know, it was part of the inn because Dick and Joanna owned it. Right. Weird. I don't know. Anyway, so everybody else, or maybe they sells. pay them just to move out of the town. Maybe. Maybe that's what I don't it was. Know. Yeah. It's fine. So then we fast forward five years. And they're living on the 14th fairway of the golf course. Yes. And Joanna has fully integrated herself into Japanese culture <laughs> to appeal to the guests, although she's dressed like as a full geisha. Mm-hmm. And absolutely no one else. No. Anywhere no is one dressed else is like doing this. this. No. It's hilarious. So the ending of this episode, the very ending, was the idea of Bob Newhart's wife, Ginny, who suggested at a party... They were at a party with Suzanne Plachette. They should do it like Bobby Ewing's dream in Dallas. Mm-hmm. She was like, remember Dallas? You should do it like that. It was all a dream. And Plachette loved the idea. But that was about two years before the final episode. Oh, interesting. And really, they, they could have gone on. Like, they, they didn't get canceled or anything. But Bob Newhart was like, nah, we got to go on and live our lives and do other things. Mm. What do you think of the finale? I, okay. Of course, I had already seen it. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised. I'm not going to lie. The the buildup made me think it was going to be this big thing that it wasn't, I guess, is kind of my thought. Because I saw, like, 
So that's probably like a totally not uh reaction that most people have saying it's one of the best of all time and all the things I read all of those things before I had any idea what was going to happen. P.S. Spoilers. Spoilers. If you don't want to know, you're going to have to fast forward. Yeah. Fast forward through this. If you don't want to know what happens. Um, I'm like, cause they're like, I was like, Oh, it's not on there. I got to find it. And you're like, Oh, that's the one you have to watch. And then of course, when you Google it, it's like, Oh my God, best finales of all time. And I was like, Oh my God, what's going to happen. I was so excited. Um, and then I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, this is weird. The whole thing with them selling and all of the different things. And other than the chaotic scene where, you know, the brothers are all they come in and then they yell quiet at their wives and they actually speak for the Hilarious. first time. Um, and Dick gets, you know, he's all freaking out and then he gets hit in the head with a golf ball and he does the whole wee wee or whatever. And he kind of goes down like faints or whatever. So in the final scene, of course, they he's in bed, and that's when he what he just like turns over or something he's upset about, and then Suzanne Plachette is in the bed with him, mm-hmm. and he's basically like, "Oh, I had this dream, Emily, like about I owned this inn and blah blah blah," and he makes reference to this beautiful blonde that he was married to, and so I was kind of like, "Oh, that's that's really funny," but. I was anticlimactic. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I was like, I mean, I I think that I shouldn't have read anything. I almost didn't have a choice, though, because, again, when I had to Google it to find Mm -hmm. the episode, it was all like, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I really thought there was going to be something huge. And I almost wish I hadn't, because then I would have seen that and been like, oh, my God, that's so funny. But I really was like, I don't understand what just happened. And I really, like, that part of it Hmm. was great, but... The rest of the episode was weird to me. And maybe it's because I didn't get enough, like, finality of the characters in general. Like, mm-hmm. them getting to really have, like, their own... You know, I like sitcoms where everybody's deciding what they're going to do. And yeah. then they all get to hug each other. And then, you know, Dick would be the last one out the door and that kind of thing. But they got their hug. Because they That's were all like, true. okay, we're all leaving. We're all leaving. We're leaving you here. Yeah. And we're taking our million dollars and we're leaving. And so they all hugged. And you can see like the cast hugging the cast kind right. of thing. And then they come back and tell us immediately what their lives have been. Yeah. For the last couple of years. Yeah. And like, that's great. I feel like that was closure. But maybe it's because... You are watching it in 2023. Right. When it has been emulated and spoofed. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably something you would expect. But I remember seeing it originally. Mm-hmm. And it was, and even I was, I was 15, like I said, and I was shocked. Yeah. And I had seen the Bob Newhart show. So I knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. If you'd never seen the Bob Newhart show, you wouldn't know what yeah, was going on. Yeah, you'd be like, what the heck just happened? Who right. was this? But I thought it was hilarious too. Like, because. The the characters and the plots got increasingly ridiculous mm-hmm. as you went on into the show. Yeah. To where, like, there was the moment in the finale where Dick was, like, yelling at everybody because they're all deciding that they're going to stay mm-hmm. at the inn and they're trying to figure out who's going to stay with who. And he's, like, yelling at them and he's like, isn't anybody listening to me? Like, you're all crazy and I don't understand. It was kind of like when you're in a dream yeah. And you're trying to find something and you can't find it or like you're trying to run and your legs aren't going anywhere. And then he wakes up and he's mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, of course it was a dream because it was ridiculous. Yeah. 
I didn't feel like it was a cop-out, but I feel like a lot of shows would have, it would have felt like a Mm cop-out. Like, of course, Bobby's thing was a cop-out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like, the beginning part, I guess, of the finale in general, if it hadn't been all of that other stuff, maybe if it was more like some more bizarreness, but they had never, like, left or, Mm -hmm. like, alleged people came back or if they didn't go too... But you're right. Now, thinking about it that way, it was to the extreme. And then all of a sudden, the whole thing is a dream, though. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It just was so... Because, again, I loved the show. And I don't know if, again, I read too much build up. I'm sure this is like a super unpopular opinion from everything I've read. Everyone has... I mean, not everyone liked it. I was just kind of like, oh, that just happened. Well, originally... There was a decoy script that was sent out to the cast and crew, and it was leaked, quote unquote, to the press, in which Bob dies. He gets hit. Sorry, Dick. I keep calling him Bob. (laughs) Dick gets hit in the head with the golf ball and dies, and he goes to heaven, and he's greeted by George Burns or George C. Scott. Oh. One of those two actors. I think they settled on George Burns. So that's what they thought was happening. Oh. Until the beginning of shoot day like the cast and crew weren't told like the cast was told in the morning Mm -hmm. about the new script and then the crew was told later about what was actually happening yeah um obviously not the crew that like built the set and yeah other things (laughs) but like some of the crew yeah but definitely the audience was in the dark because um suzanne plachette was hidden in a trailer Mm -hmm. and she wasn't allowed to have a phone or anything because she was in secret nobody wanted because obviously if you see suzanne plachette hanging out you know what's happening right or you'd get an idea of what was happening yeah so they put they built the set they put a curtain in front of it and then they like positioned the cameras where they needed to be so that nobody knew what was going on and she just she had to just lay there in the bed and wait yeah for her cue to talk and they could only do one take because they needed to get the natural reaction of the audience oh yeah and as soon as the audience like the lights came on and the audience saw the bedroom they they, like recognized yeah and then when emily sits up like the audience is freaking out because they're like oh my god Hmm. but yeah like it's probably played out now but at the time it was very new and original and it was very shocking yeah that would there, be back, yeah, when it actually happened. I could see that being more. Yeah, it's hard to go back and think, like, what would have been happening mm-hmm. at this time. There is a great interview online with Suzanne Plachette about the whole experience, and I will put the link in our show notes. Sweet. So this episode ran 35 minutes long, which is five minutes longer mm-hmm. than it's supposed to. So some TV stations didn't get the memo, and they cut to commercial. And they cut off the entire final scene. <laughs> so they had to run it again the following week so that people could oh my see the finale. Well, that's yeah. something you would think they would have worked out ahead of time right? knowing that that was the well, most Well, they were supposed part. to. Yeah. And in the end, you know, he's like, Emily, I had this crazy dream and there were these woodsmen and everybody was crazy. And mm-hmm. I was married to this gorgeous blonde. And she's like, excuse me. <laughs> and then he tells her, you should wear more sweaters. I love it. And that's that's the end. But I thought the finale was great. And it is one of my two favorite episodes. Like the the mystery one is my first favorite. And then that one. Yep. 
yeah, it was definitely good. I like I said, just I guess for me, just anticlimactic. That's so I okay. was like, meh. But you're but seeing great, it from a different perspective. That's true. But great show, so great overall. I literally was like, I just started watching it. And like, didn't I? I'm pretty it, like I don't even want to admit this because it makes me sound like a loser. But uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched it in like less than a month. It's like 24 days or something. It's so I, easy to watch. It was. Though. I was just like I would just have it on. Yeah. I'd have it on if I was at home. I just and had you don't it on. even have to pay attention to get the jokes because you know I watch it when I'm working and it's off to the side mm-hmm. and I would just be laughing like cackling out loud yeah. at stuff that people said. Yeah. You don't have to see what's going on. No. It's not like a physical slapstick humor. Yeah. It's other than uh Dick's reactions. True. That's one of the biggest part of his comedy though too. Definitely is the faces he makes at people. <laughs> that like tells you right there that's what actually makes it funny. It's like his reaction because yeah. he's definitely like, yeah, he 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 will let you know you're stupid without saying a word. Yeah. So he's yeah, and it really so seems funny. like he and George are best friends, mm-hmm. and I love that. Like, there's mm-hmm. one where they're just sitting on the couch together, just kind of throwing jokes back and forth yep. at each other, and they're so cute. They're cute. Well, I'm glad we got to watch this, and I'm glad Yay, you liked it. I, know, I knew I you would like it. Yeah, I knew it. I was like, how have you not watched this? You I know. I can't believe it. it's like one of those where I seriously didn't even know, had no idea of what the concept even was. And then, bam, right away, just got sucked in. Well, good thing we're living in a day and age where we can just watch whatever shows we want. Yes. We don't have to wait for them to come on TV. Love it. Do you have anything else to say about Newhart? I don't think so. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up and awesome. come see us on TikTok mm-hmm. and facebook join our facebook group yes um we have a private group that you can get to through our facebook page and we also have a patreon patreon Patreon. patreon.com slash tv tangents is where you can find our extra special episodes like one that we have coming up Mm. or it's probably already posted about some weird mars sciencey stuff that happened in the 1920s oh not the teaser of the story that we're going to tell. So look us up and we'll see you soon. Yes. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Clink. Clink. <laughs> <laughs>